bathroom. Um, <laughs> now I'm in a line to get into the hall, but I was in a line before to get into this line. It's been a uh, line city. Um, and I think that's just because there's so many people here, right? This is a huge celebration. Um, yeah, yeah, it's insane. I think they always feel like it's, every celebration feels like it's the biggest celebration or mm, something. Yeah, and then, then twice as more people show up at the next one, and you're like, I didn't think it could get bigger. Yeah, this one this one seems bananas. We were talking to our friend Dan, uh, Blockade Runner Dan, who can't be here on uh, for this celebration last night, and he, he was, like, joking with us that they uh, reopened four-day ticket sales. And when he <laughs> said it, I thought he was serious, and I was like, I'm going to explode. <laughs> like, we can't. can't f- no more people can fit in here. Yeah. And I, I want as many people to be here as can be here and want to be here and stuff. But uh, I don't know. A, a thing like this can only handle so much, you know. At, 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 and at that point, it just gets untenable, you know, unmanageable. So um, if you're following Celebration closely, you probably know that day one was a little bit of a nightmare early on. They, they got things ironed out by later in the day. But getting in here yesterday was really frustrating. Yeah, they had one, one, one entrance. Yeah, for all these people to come in. Now they have what three entrances open now, which is great. That's going to help. Um, they have definitely relaxed to the uh, bag checking situation and sort of the. Well, I don't know. I guess they they looked through our bag today just like they did yesterday, but it felt like the whole getting through security thing was a lot easier today. Yeah. Maybe it's just because there were fewer people in line. I guess. Well, we were earlier. I don't know. Yeah, we were. Well, actually, we were earlier yesterday. The first time we well, came in. Yeah. And that was actually tougher to get in yesterday at 5 a.m. than it was today at 6. So. Um, yeah, and it's funny, too, because we got here at 5 a.m. on Thursday, day one, and now day two we're here at 6 a.m., and I feel like that's late, you know. By, by the by the standards of this Star Wars celebration, that is a late time to arrive at the show. That's um, <laughs> serious, and it never was like that before, you know. No. There's how many thousands of people are in this room right now? We're in the, the main queuing room, which is where everybody lines up. I don't know how many thousands of people are in here, but it's a lot. And they've been in here for hours to get into the show. Just to get into the convention. That is a new standard for Star Wars Celebration because it wasn't like that in years past. You know, you'd get yeah. It's like now it's like you know you get, you got to stay overnight just to get in the door. I don't know. <laughs> not to get not to get in the door, but if you want, but you know, because we know. didn't stay we didn't stay overnight to get in this line. You know. No, but how many people were already here? Like, I don't know. well, yeah, because we're in the we're in. I've never seen this before, but there's a multi-thousand person probably at least a thousand people if not two in line just to get into the exhibition hall at 10 o'clock when it opens up uh, we've never seen that before and i think a lot of these people are in the line because they want exclusive merch right like so they don't want to stand in another line for yeah. the store or yeah. yeah well half half the reason well they will though yeah they will I they mean, are standing look how many people are in this line thinking i'm going to run to the store when it opens up well they're I'd love all to. doing it i'd love to but and you can give there's it a, uh, a couple thousand in front of me so. yeah so um, but, I mean, part of the reason we're still on this line, too, is just because, like, we didn't want to leave and have to go through security again. So yeah. we came in to get our wristbands this morning. You have to get here early in the morning to try to get a wristband for anything, um, any big panel. And uh, so we did that this morning. And then it's like, well, we could go to Denny's. We could go get some coffee. We could take a walk. We could do whatever. But then we have to go through security again. And there's just going to be more people trying to get through security later. So it's like, we might as well hang out, you know. Yeah. So that's why we're waiting to get in the exhibit hall. Uh, yesterday, we did not get into the 40th anniversary panel the actual room where it happened. That was a disappointment, but uh, uh, partially my fault because uh, I didn't get here until very late Wednesday night, actually technically Thursday morning. Um, so it, I think to get into that 40th anniversary panel, you had to be in line by like 8 or 9 o'clock Wednesday night if you wanted a shot of being in the room. For the live yeah, show. For the actual it, yeah. room. And then even getting wristbands to get into live stream rooms is really tough. 
Um, you have to be here very early just to be in a room to watch it broadcast live on a TV screen, you know, a projector. So um, that's that's kind of the state of the union here at Star Wars Celebration uh, this year. I think it is what it is. It's not my. It's not. It's not the best. It's not what you want to see, but. <laughs> Again, we talk. I mean, there's just so many people that I think that's just the reality of how it's going to shake out. Yeah. There's so many people, and there's so many people that are dedicated enough to say, "I'm going to sleep in line two nights in a row, probably." You know, to yeah. go to these panels. There's a yeah. lot of people willing to do that. I feel like before, you know, there was always tens of thousands of people at celebration, but it was a smaller percentage that said, "I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to line up all night long, and that's what I'm going to do." And now it's, there's just a lot of people willing to do that, and it's good. I'm happy for them. It's cool. You know, like I didn't quite put that level of dedication and time into it. Um, well, we talked about we were going to stand in line overnight. Yeah, we <laughs> considered it. We almost yeah. did. Yeah. But we want to feel good today. We already felt like crap yesterday for day one of celebration because we, you didn't sleep at all. I slept maybe. I didn't sleep. I slept maybe two and hours. And the two nights before that I didn't sleep because we took a red-eye air yep. flight to get here. So. Yeah. Yeah, you were like a walking zombie <laughs> yesterday. You were in rough, rough shape. Uh, punchy is the word BCD used to describe <laughs> you. were punchy, uh, definitely. And you were pretty angry, especially when we were waiting in line after line after line. And it was just badly managed. And Reed Pop and Star Wars Celebration, you know, they admitted, th they admitted that last night. You know, they admitted it last night. Uh, they put out a message saying, we're sorry. We're opening up more entrances. We're going to figure this out and make it better. And today it's been better. But they can't, they can't fix the, not problem, but they can't fix the reality that there's tens and tens and tens of thousands of people here more than probably ever before so it's going to be crowded yeah there's no doubt of that but but it's gonna be a lot of fun we're uh we're gonna go to the last jedi panel not the and actually we're not going to the last jedi panel no <laughs> we, we got here unfortunately at, we got here at six we can't get into the we knew we wouldn't get into the room but we can't even get into either of the two live stream rooms yeah. So our plan is, uh, and you can let us know if you saw us on TV or not, but our plan is to run, uh, my plan anyways, run right to the Star Wars show live stage um, where I believe the uh, the Last Jedi panel will be broadcast uh, on their screen too. So try to watch it there. I don't know what else to do. Uh, watch it on your That's phone. That's the best we can do. Yeah, exactly. So I really, yeah. I'm not angry. I'm pretty, I'm pretty calm and pretty, I think you are too. We're in a good spot that today. We weren't in the best spot yesterday in terms of acceptance of like, how things were shaken out with these crowds and, and the line management and everything. But uh, today we're in a pretty good spot where we get the reality of it. We know how it's going to work. But uh, I do think that one thing they, they need to do, and I think it's not, unforbe un not unforgivable, but it's, it's really hard to justify why they don't. There's plenty of empty rooms in this convention center, and I don't understand why they don't have projectors and little sound systems set up in lots of, lots of tiny overflow rooms so that if I'm walking the hall and there's a panel I want to see, and I know the panel's sold out. I can't get into it. Why can't I just spill into one of these rooms? And you know, I work at a high school. Every every classroom in the high school has a projector in it. Okay, like <laughs> they can fill these rooms up with projectors. I don't know how much the money that they're making on this celebration. I don't know. They can buy some projectors and <laughs> get us some extra rooms to watch this stuff in. Yeah. Because if you're selling tickets to an unmanageable number of people, you know, you know, they can't all be in there watching these panels, and they want to. Right. So get us a better way to, to watch them if we're not in the room, I think, is what they need to do going forward. I hope they will. We'll see. But it's really been, this is how it's always been, so I don't know. <laughs> they're probably not going to fix it. But Yeah, we, we oh, you think that they're going to fix it the next time, and they don't. Yeah. It's just the same stuff every time. But yeah, yeah. So, um, But it's going to be, it's definitely going to be a good day today. We're, uh, we're going to the Last Jedi, we're going to watch the Last Jedi panel, hopefully from the Star Wars live uh, stage. We're going to see that trailer. Um, I'm really, you know, you're excited. I'm, really I'm very excited. excited. That's why I'm here. 
That's what, yeah, and we talked. Uh, I mean, I could I can be at home watching it, of course, but mm-hmm. that's not the same. We talked off mic though about how like a lot of the most of the celebrations we've gone to, if not all for you, it's been about there's a new movie coming out and you know it's celebrating the history of Star Wars and the making of Star Wars and all those things, but it's also celebrating this new movie we're about to see. Yeah, and so we're pumped to to learn about this new movie and you know. Last Jedi season starts today. You know what I mean? It was Rogue One season, which was not your favorite season, Chris, uh, for a long time um, after Force Awakens. And yeah. uh, but today, you know, put Rogue One to bed in terms of the hype and everything, and it's Last Jedi time. You know, so yeah, trying to time to open to the new chapter. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be great. I, you know, we might see Luke Skywalker talk on screen today. You know what I mean? New dialogue from Luke Skywalker, first since 1983. That's exciting. I think <laughs> we'll I think we'll hear from him in the trailer. You know. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, 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 yeah, I want to see Mark Hamill. That's a, it's a, it gives me goosebumps, you know, just yeah. knowing that he's going to be there. Yeah, my, my main things I want in the trailer, I think, are uh, I want uh, I want dialogue from Mark Hamill. I don't care what he does as long as I get some good dialogue. And I want uh, I want to see Ray. I don't need to see Ray like. I mean, I, we very well could see Ray like fighting with a lightsaber, but I want to see Ray with a lightsaber like. You saw her with the lightsaber in The Force Awakens, but it was, what is this thing that somebody handed to me and now I have to use it? And I, w- <laughs> I want to see Rey, like, a little more confident. Rey, like, as a proto-Jedi. Maybe she's probably not a Jedi yet. and Maybe she'll never be a Jedi. I don't know. But whatever. You know, maybe she's going to be something else. Whatever. I want to hmm. see her a little trained. I guess that's my point. Trained and holding the lightsaber, yeah. you know? Right. I think that will be exciting. Other than that, um, I'm, I'm curious to hear uh, or see or learn something about Benicio Del Toro's character. Um, I'm excited to hear or learn something about Laura Dern's character. Um, and uh, who knows what else? Kelly Marie Tran. There's other, there's, other, uh, there's other new characters we don't know about, so that stuff will be fun. Um, we might see some Princess Leia footage. Who knows? Yeah. Or they might hold that I off. But I think so. I think, I think we think will. So. Yeah. Um, they say she's got a bigger, way bigger part, right, in this one? I think that's the word on the street. Yeah, I do think that's the word on the street. So that Which would be cool. great. That's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so that'll be cool. Uh, we should maybe talk just quickly about the uh, 40th anniversary panel yesterday. Uh, we didn't see it. We actually missed the first maybe 10 or 15 minutes because we were stuck in security in yeah. lines. And then we definitely weren't happy about that. Um, but uh, but we did watch most of it live streamed. And One of the best panels they've had ever at a celebration. I think yeah. the best. I think the best probably. The best, yeah. Yeah, I think even better than a conversation with George Lucas, you know, in Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. I think it's better than that. Yeah. Uh, to see George on stage, um, seeming as happy as George can seem, I guess, about Star Wars. I mean, he seemed he seemed pretty happy, George Lucas. <laughs> he seemed uncomfortable. I don't think he likes the spotlight like that, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he really like he practically co-hosted that thing. I mean, he didn't he didn't he was being asked questions all the time, but that guy was. But he, he was out there. He was out there the, the whole, whole time. time. I thought yeah, I thought it'd be like the last ten minutes they bring him out. It was the George Lucas show. <laughs> yeah. It was no, the, the panel was kind of, uh, I think you'll know what I mean, but the panel was kind of like George Lucas, this is your life a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I it was like almost a tribute to Lucas. Everybody that got up there would like just praise George and, yeah. you know. Yeah, because it was celebrating the 40th anniversary of Star Wars, but it was, it was celebrating in a way that is sort of like, thank you, George, for, you know, doing this. Yeah. Harrison Ford being there was crazy, but even Harrison Ford was there. And, I mean, the questions kind of led him in this direction, but he was very... Um, you know, George, you kind of launched my career with this movie. You know what I mean? Right. Thank you. And he, yeah, he, yeah. Was, he seemed genuinely, honestly, you know, um, thankful for that. So, yeah, it was that was very cool. Um, and yeah, Harrison Ford does a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't think maybe George, George Lucas. OK, maybe he'll be there. But Harrison Ford, no way. But he, he showed up and he came 
excitement with you know a smile on his face yeah it was no, happy it, to be there like i was like wow this he brought an energy to the room i think and everybody that was was special uh so yeah and people talk about harrison like he's uh you know real grumpy about star wars or whatever and uh I mean, at the the Comic Con that he was at, and at the, and at this event, he seems really upbeat and happy about it. You know, people said too, like w- during the Force Awakens uh, pr- press tour, well, Harrison seems so upbeat and he seems so happy because uh, you know he knows he gets to not do this anymore. He knows he's <laughs> done. You know, but uh, I think sure. he seemed really happy today too, or yesterday too. I don't think. Yeah, I think he's genuinely cool and, and happy about it. Um, so that was awesome. Um, the Carrie Fisher tribute was beautiful i thought i thought it was so classy the way they did it uh george and kathleen getting up there and addressing you know star wars fans everywhere in a very heartfelt way kathy kennedy broke broke down a little bit you know there was there was her voice was choked up when she was introducing billy lord george wouldn't go that far (laughs) but uh i think you know as as emotional as george can get you know maybe we saw that at least in a public setting when um, her daughter was there, that was great. She was great. She, you know, she and, and it was so much love and just so much like respect for the whole thing. Like she came out in that, in that Leia, you know, white gown, right. and it, it didn't feel like a stunt. It didn't feel like a wink, wink, you know, tongue in cheek. It just felt like this is one way of demonstrating respect and honoring this part of you know my mother's life and, and honoring this role. And it just felt there was no hokiness about it. It was great. And her speech, I mean, her speech was obviously, you know, prepared and written and stuff, and so was right. Kathleen Kennedy's, but it, it felt very much from the heart. I thought she was great. She really impressed me. Yeah. She really impressed yeah. me. It was it was great. Um, and then, uh, boy, the the the, uh, the 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 kind of video tribute that they put together, which is on YouTube and on StarWars.com and everything. I mean, just great. Uh, hearing Billy Lord speak about Carrie Fisher, I'm, like, getting goosebumps right now and, you know, tears in my eyes just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, watching that video package, boy, I'm glad the, l- the lights were low and nobody could see me too much because <laughs> I was sniveling and crying and just, you know. Um, and then... Well, and it was set to live music by John Williams. That's, I mean, once once John Williams got up there and started playing, you know, Leia's theme and everything, it was just, yeah. I don't, it was, I can't imagine being in the room. I can imagine it because I wish I was. <laughs> it would be incredible had I been in that room. But uh, it hit me so hard not even being in the room. I can't imagine if I had been. Um, yeah. It would have been incredible, but it was incredible even not being there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad I saw it. Whether way, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about it earlier. It, was, it felt like a. Uh, it definitely felt like a, uh, like a kind of a send off or a goodbye from the cast and the crew as a collective. You know, I think we're going to see uh, a lot of those people at Star Wars celebrations again, and we'll hear from them in other capacities for sure. All of them, but the idea of you know, George, John Williams. Mark Harrison, Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew—all those guys being together again like that, in one place. Um, yeah, I feel like it was a. It was a send-off. Uh, probably the last time we'll see them at a convention together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they did it right. It was a great panel, and yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it's a big moment, right? Forty years of Star Wars, and I feel like I don't know why. I I was. I'm glad it wasn't what I thought it. Was. I thought it was going to be like. Oh, here's you. Know, we got this new TV show, and here's another movie you don't know about yet, and all this. I thought it was gonna be like announcing things as much as anything else, and it was a total tribute. It was just a tribute, and it was a, a celebration. It was of a true celebration of, yeah. Yeah. No marketing. No marketing. No marketing. Because you've talked about that, and other people have talked about it too. They don't want to go to celebration and feel like they're being marketed to. Yeah. No. I don't pay 150 dollars to get marketed to. It wasn't that. It no. was. Uh, yeah. It was so classy and just really well done, and so. 
incredible. Congratulations to uh, anyone, any of our friends and you know fans who were there in the room. But uh, you know, if you're not at celebration, you're watching from home. You had a pretty similar experience to us, and it was great. I mean, you know, however you can take in celebration, being here, watching the live stream. Uh, we talked to Dan last night, who can't be here, and uh, we talked to Dan last woo! night. Woo, woo, woo! Somebody's taking our picture. Uh, we talked to Dan last night, who couldn't be here, and um, you know, I think like in some ways, he knows. He definitely knows more about what <laughs> happened at celebration, or like knows more information. That yeah, came Dan's out of on top of it. He's on top of it because he could watch the live stream and stuff, you know. So. Um, it's uh, it's a it's an exciting time, you know, to be a Star Wars fan, no matter what. If you're here, if you're here and you couldn't get in, but you're still here, if you're watching from home, whatever it is, it's uh, it's good. But I'm I'm definitely excited to get home, and uh, I'm not excited to get home. I'm dreading, you know, having Star Wars Celebration be over. Uh, but when I do get home, I'll be excited to dig into the YouTube streams and stuff and watch a bunch of panels that we couldn't see. And it's it's definitely fun. That's uh, that'll be a good good time. So, but uh, we'll probably wrap up here, and uh, we're gonna come back later and, and do some more recording about uh, The Last Jedi uh, trailer, which I'm super excited for. So um, more, uh, more day two Star Wars celebration um, coming up. All right, Chris, welcome back to the Blockade Runner podcast. We are here to talk about The Last Jedi trailer, which blew our minds this weekend at Star Wars Celebration 2017. Um, so we're going to try something we've never done before here on Blockade Runner Podcast, and we're going to kind of watch the trailer and uh, sort of scrub through and talk about it as we go. Um, we've been wanting to talk about it all weekend. It's Sunday night, by the way. Uh, Star Wars Celebration ended just a few hours ago, so we're finally like have the time to sit down and, uh, and actually talk about this Yeah. in our hotel room here, graciously <laughs> provided by Big City Dan. And uh, we're, we're going to talk about the... Uh, we're going to talk about the, the, the trailer. Um, but, yeah, we've been wanting to talk about it, but we, we haven't done it yet because um, nope. we didn't want to spoil this conversation. At least I didn't. Correct. Yeah. All right. So, you ready to hit play? And I've seen it maybe three times? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we have. Yeah, not too many times. Just a couple. So, it's been too busy. Like, normally I would watch it 20 times in a day, um, but it's been too busy. So, all right. Let's hit play. Here we go. Here we go. Those are stars. No, actually, they're not stars. Those are it's like glistening rocks, right? On Octo. Yeah, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we pause here. Initially, we see Ray. She's on Octo. She's wearing the same clothes that she's wearing at the end of the Force Awakens. So I think we know that this is probably right shortly after. after. Right. Yeah. Um. And I would interpret this scene, even though the music is like pretty ominous and stuff. I would interpret this scene to be Ray is just like working hard at the gym, right? I mean, she's like she's she's training really hard. That's how I interpret it. Like, oh my God, Luke Skywalker is over there in the background, really pushing her. Like, one more mile, Ray, one more mile. You know? I don't know. It's uh, I think it's it almost for me. Look, it's like something is overcoming her, like um, a vision or something she couldn't handle. Oh. Isn't it almost like cave back there? Yeah, that does look like it could be a cave back there. Um, and that's probably a little bit more um, cogent and intelligent than my thought process was. I'm like, this is the Rocky sequence. You know what I mean? She's <laughs> just training here. Um, but yeah, actually, now that you say that, it does kind of remind me of um, like that Takodana sequence in Force Awakens when she has the vision, you know? Yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay, that could be it. And she does a lot of heavy breathing, breathing in that scene. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, that uh, maybe that's it. 
All right, let's keep going. Lucasfilm, awesome. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No Disney logo. I'm sure you're happy about that. Just Lucasfilm, nice and clean. Camino? Nope. No, it's Octo. <laughs> it's a beautiful shot of Octo. We, we. I'll pause real quickly. We heard Luke Skywalker's first dialogue since 1983, right? Right there. He said, "Breathe." I didn't hear that. Oh, you didn't hear that? I can go back if you want. Should yeah. I go back? Um, that was a trouble when I first saw this trailer. It was like I wasn't in a good spot to hear it. Yeah, when it played the for the first time worldwide. Right. You first saw it on the Star Wars Celebration live stage at. Uh, celebration yeah. and it was cool to be able to watch it there because we couldn't get into the panel but you certainly couldn't hear anything so especially because you were a little further back of course <laughs> okay yep so he says breathe which I mean he's training her yeah. um, I would assume although that could be out of context it could be some other situation right but it's more it's it just breathe. Right. That's like Yoda told her or told Luke. Yeah. Right. When he's initially training in Empire. Yeah. 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 Potentially. And I mean, like, I'm thinking um, as I'm watching this, because initially I thought, hey, she's struggling because she's training. So he's saying, breathe, just breathe, like, you know, as teaching her to meditate or to, you know, levitate something or, do you know, whatever force power it is. Um, but uh, it's intriguing, too, to consider if she is like, maybe having like an anxiety attack almost or something because of some force vision. Maybe he's telling her like, Hey, breathe, just breathe, like calm down. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I don't know who knows, but I think it's to me, I, th when I training. first saw it, it's true. Like it, well, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, I love that overhead shot of Octo. Mm -hmm. Um, although the, you know, you and I and, uh, BCD who's with us, uh, at Star Wars Celebration, we were talking the other night, you guys both work, um, as, I I as cameramen and you work as, as a you work as a director of photography mm -hmm. um so you guys work in the industry and you look at uh the force awakens and say like mm, that camp that helicopter shot like it doesn't belong in star wars it doesn't feel like a good shot yeah for star wars that's that was my first impression when i first saw that shot is that whoa this is different it's not s there wasn't a shot like that per se in the classic star wars yeah in, f in fact I think you guys were even saying like helicopter shots in general, not really the yeah, unless there's a helicopter. But I get you got to you know you got to show a you know the more like a big city in CSI or something. Like mm -hmm. But that works for that. But in a movie like Star Wars, it hasn't been done really like mm -hmm. that. And like, like I said, it takes you out because you're like, oh, that they definitely had a helicopter to shoot that instead of the camera shots in most of the films are in the yeah. saga in the saga at least well i'm, I'm more unassuming and you, it's very like you don't notice yeah i mean the wipes are kind of there and cheesy but that's star wars yeah helicopter well, shots aren't well i have more of the neophyte perspective you know where i'm not like the i don't understand uh the technical aspect of it as well as you do so for me i've never like i i would have never even thought about the fact that that shot in the force awakens was a helicopter shot until you kind of pointed it out but um i think it makes yeah, sense but it's like well yeah it's an island so what are they gonna do what are they gonna do yeah <laughs> yeah we were talking about that because there's a shot coming up but we'll get to it okay so here's ray standing um you know sort of at the at the beach almost or close to the ocean the waves are coming in no, that um the island doesn't look too big right no i w no it's, it's not, not too big like from the force awakens when it pulled out on yeah. the helicopter shot there's not much there right um so she's, but she's down here, like towards the bottom, you know, in between two sort of like. Out it's like a cove. Cove, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
Um, it definitely looks like man-made flat, you know, so it's not a deserted island. Uh, yeah, are you thinking, like, what's behind her there? Right. Like are, the, is, are these steps? Or even steps? what's down there. I mean, that almost looks... Those could be steps, or is it like a cli- like a straight drop? I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah, it's interesting to think what's behind her. I also think, like, in terms of, like, the color scheme here, it's, like, a very... It's blue, very blue, um, almost like a deep, dark blue. And there's a shot later on where it's a very blue shot, too, and I wonder if uh, mm-hmm. there's some... I, I don't know. It's time of day, maybe too, right? Like um, sunset, yeah, or something. I'm sure the the color palette has something to do with. Okay, but I guess I'm gonna refresh my memory here. Mm-hmm. Right, she got on this island. She flew the Falcon. Via stork. Uh, not via stork. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke Bo- and Luke Skywalker's not her father, so it wouldn't be appropriate for oh her to well get there via stork. But no, she. I mean, she flew we with Chewie and. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know R two on the Falcon. How'd Luke get there? Right. Uh, well, we so don't know how Luke got right, there, right? Yeah. Things are going through my head. Yeah, and then she climbed those steps, uh, the Jedi steps mm. at the end of the Force Awakens. The Jedi steps officially. Well, that's the name of the song on the soundtrack. Oh. Yeah, but Octo is meant to be the home of the f- of one of the first, if not the first, Jedi temple. Well, we don't know that. Well, it, it's said in the film. I mean, the Force Awakens. They say like Han Solo says. I believe it's Han Solo. Like he's he's going. He, he went there to find the first. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I suppose he could have gone there and not found it, but I, th- I think he's. I think he found it. So okay. We'll s- yeah. Fine. All right. So that's a. It's a. Bu- I think it's a beautiful shot. I think of all course. these shots are beautiful. So far, great cinematography. Yeah, and then here w- maybe this is the breathe. Just breathe. Um, she's. I would assume levitating these rocks with the force and with her mind. Controlling that. What do you see? Luke Skywalker says, and then we get Leia. Um, Looking at looks like. Wait. Yeah, wait. Hold on. Leia looking at a star map. Trying to probably like, okay, where is Luke? She's trying to figure it out. Right? No? Well, I don't know. I mean, it I, could be anything, I, guess. I think she's a general and maybe she's just like doing some kind of oh like right, war yeah. time planning or whatever because yeah. um, R2 has the coordinates and the end of Force Awakens and Ray goes straight there. So, I mean, unless Ray was like, tell you what, I don't need anybody else to know. I'm just going to go by myself. But I don't think she's in that position at the end of the Force Awakens. I mean, they barely know her. And yeah. Yeah, so I think Leia knows where Luke is. Uh, but this shot is interesting. I could have sworn when I first saw the film, or not the film, but the trailer um, on Thursday, that that was Darth Vader's helmet um, from The Force Awakens, which we see burnt up, and I thought it, here it's further destroyed. But when you look really closely, I feel yeah. like you can see, and you pointed this out to me, you can see that kind of like platinum or silver um, like grill or flashing on the top of uh, Kylo's helmet. So I think that's Kylo Ren's helmet. Uh, I don't know why it looks like that. And it looks like to be in a starship or imperial, some. Yeah, yeah, maybe and no I mean maybe another hissy fit. <laughs> yeah, well, he is known for those. And I mean, he he probably had more than one helmet, but I think he lost the helmet he had at mm-hmm. the end of uh, the yeah. Force Awakens. So then, you know, people wondering, does he get a different look because he lost the helmet there? But it, some version of the helmet appears to be right here. So I don't know. Maybe that's um, the backup helmet, or maybe it is um, a very similar you know, new version of the helmet, but still has that kind of motif or that, that look. Um, but it definitely de- seems to be destroyed and there's glass all around it for whatever reason. Is that, is that like smoke? Yeah, I think there's smoke coming out of the top of it too. Interesting. Um, so who knows? I would imagine somebody got angry. That's that's my <laughs> feeling when I look at it, you know? So. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's cool. Coming out of the eyes, like, I don't know what that is, but. Yeah. Now, the sound here is interesting. Um, I'll try to mix it in the final video so we can really hear it. But 
That's Kylo Ren's theme. So we hear Kylo Ren's theme there. So that supports the idea it's his mask. that it's his mask. But I think we also hear Vader's breathing there. Um, and, you know, the people that cut these trailers, I don't right. know if that's a direction from Ryan Johnson or if that's just something that they put in there. But um, let's listen really closely and see if we can hear that. And there's some, some there's, there's some kind of whispering in the background, too. Uh, we can go back one more time, but I don't think you can make out what it is. I can try to turn up the sound a little bit, but I want to keep my reference. You know, like when Darth Maul had hit, when he appeared on screen, they had that. Yeah, yeah, I think we get that <laughs> with uh, the Emperor, too, don't we, at times in the prequels? I believe we oh, do. Oh, in the prequels? Yeah. Or at least we get the chanting in the background, but I think similar idea. No, Something I heard the word dark side. Did you hear dark side in the end there? I think I heard dark yeah, side in the end there. And uh, it was Luke's voice. Somebody probably already know. I'm sure somebody's figured this out. But I that's another thing I'll say, uh, you know, for whoever's watching, is I have made sure not to read anybody else's um, trailer breakdown. I haven't listened to any other podcasts. Uh, I am really excited to do that, but I always want to do this stuff without, like, having other people's ideas floating around in my head. So um, I'm sure some of the stuff we're talking about people have, unlock the mystery of it so to speak so far can we know. hear it again yeah we can hear it again we can try <laughs> we can try sounds like loop to me i can't make it up yeah i can't hear it but it's something to do with the dark side at the end for sure yeah um but then you hear like because luke had asked her um what do you see before and she's saying light dark and then i think up com coming up here she's going to say the balance uh, but this is an extremely interesting shot to me i can't tell what this is i believe this is like tree bark or maybe it is even but see like that beginning shot of the trailer you think oh that's stars mm -hmm. oh that's like uh even just a, a really wide shot of, uh, you know, like almost a satellite shot of, a, you know, some land. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, nope, it's a close-up. So it's that kind of trickery, I think. So Well, we can table it for <coughs> now, but I think it's a tree. All right, I'm going to say that. But Around this, I think it's a tree. What this is, I don't know, and I can't tell what the scale is on this either. With the shaft of light, it, I mean, that, is it, I that would have to be super, I don't know, that's a big tree or what? Yeah, but <laughs> what is it? What is that there? And th is this like a platform that that a character would stand on? Is this? Are we looking down onto something? Are yeah, we looking we at it from the side? I can't tell what we're looking at in this shot. Again, I'm sure other like people know, but I can't. Those doors. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what this is, and we don't see. I don't think we see any movement in the frame, do we? Besides the camera moving. Nope. So and this is. And this to be a stone tablet. Does that look like stone or paper? Slate. I think so. It's no. like a slate. Old yeah. paper, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you see clearly down there, you see a stone. That's bindings, I guess. Is it binding? Or is it chipped rock? I don't know. It's a crusty old book, it's that's for sure. It's, crusty. Uh, it's a crusty old something. No, look, that's paper okay, up there. It's like ripped paper, oh. right? Oh, yeah. You c it's burnt. You can kind of see burnt, like mm. burnt edges and things like that. But you have a really old tome of some kind, a really old book of some kind, and um, I don't know what it is. I... I think it's a, a I mean, and okay, here's your the answer to your question from before, too. Did they find the, uh, did Luke find the first Jedi Temple? 
Well, this certainly seems to indicate that it, that he did, right? Because mm-hmm. we have an ancient text here. Yeah. Um, and that is a, a symbol, I believe, of the Jedi Order, it looks like. Um, right. Very similar to what, like, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan had and the Clone Wars. I don't think it's exactly the same, though. Um, we'd have but to very do some similar. I mean, cross when I first see it, it's like, that's what it reminds me of. Right, right. Maybe a previous version of that. So, um, uh, it seems that uh, Luke mm. and I would imagine also Ray will be studying ancient Jedi texts here, right? I mean, maybe to find the real, like the history and mm-hmm. the genesis, like where where it started. Like what maybe the there's something in the past that nobody's talked about, mm-hmm. and they find out something where it leads to what maybe Luke says at the end. I yeah, know. I mean, that's certainly possible. And, um, you know, exactly what Luke says at the end has caused quite the uproar, and there's <laughs> a lot of different ways. Well, I, I really only hear kind of one way people are interpreting that, but I feel like there are different ways we can interpret it, so we'll, we'll get to it. But uh, so, uh, Yeah, paper, old book. Oh, but I was going to say that um, there's there also has been a lot of discussion for years now about the Jedi Order in the prequel trilogy and how the prequel trilogy, in a lot of people's minds, including mine, is meant to illustrate that the Jedi didn't always know exactly what they were doing, you know, and that perhaps, like, the Jedi Order of the prequel trilogy had kind of lost its way um, in terms of being oh too, yeah. do- oh too yeah. dogmatic. And yeah, I think they that's pretty... That. Yeah. Yoda does. And was it Windu? Yeah. Right? Who's yeah. S- who says that we, should, ma- we ma- should tell the Emperor that we have the... We don't have the power to... Yeah, Mace Windu says, I believe it's time we inform the Senate that we yeah, Senate, don't have yeah. the ability to to use the Force the Which way we once did. I don't know. That's kind of an yeah, interesting line. Yeah. It's like a giving up. It's like you guys should actually overcome that and maybe reflect on instead of admitting, oh, well, we just... Right, right. I don't know. Anyway. Well, and it shows a... It shows kind of a devotion to bureaucracy and political, you know, politics too. That he wants to go to the political body and discuss this rather than which would have been <laughs> seems odd. But anyways, so anyway. um, yeah, I think the idea, like, oh well, it's time for the Jedi Order to end. Um, you know, people feel like, hey, this is just continuing what's been happening over the last twenty years of like pointing out flaws in the Jedi Order. Um, but to me, I don't know. Why is he going back and studying these ancient texts? Is it that? Is it that? I mean, I think he's lost. He's. I think he wants to. I think he he wants to, to sort of purify what the jet what being a Jedi is about. He wants to find some something some comfort in his failure with Ky- with Kylo, Kylo Ren. Yeah, I I you know sure. like he's like okay well I gotta go and like, you know I didn't really get that <laughs> complete training. Yeah. So this is the this is the ancient tome, um, and they're definitely studying it to find out something about what to do with the Jedi Order going forward, or what to do about ending the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Yep. Uh, she says the balance, which is cool, because and I see a glove. That's a glo- hand with a glove. That's a glove. No. Yeah. Look, look at that. Cruise. All right. Well, yeah. we'll we'll play it forward here in just a second. Shiny. Ah, no. Okay. Yep. Well, okay. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, Luke's then th- then Luke. that then that calls into question: Is it Luke or Ray? Is it either one of them? Is it or is this a swerve? Are we meant to think this is on Octo and that they're looking at it together and it's someone else? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, who knows? In a trailer, they can do anything. Yeah, exactly. Right, 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 right. Um, but all right. So, and the, but Ray says the balance, and and that's uh, you know the balance of the Force mm-hmm. and all that, which has been Laura Santeca talked about in the Force Awakens, and that's something that's from the prequels, really. So that's you know continuing to be explored, I think. Yes. Um, for sure. So we'll see how that all ties together. Uh, whether or not Anakin and you know his his bringing balance to the Force and all that is tied in with it. Here, a lightsaber. lightsaber. My favorite shot in any film of all time, when uh, Ray uh, Luke is sort of standing up the hill a little bit, watching Ray practice her lightsaber forms. 
Um, God, it's so cool. And this is clearly a helicopter shot, uh, I think, but it's amazing. I like the I like the movement of the camera and the way mm -hmm. it wraps around it's and reveal. It's a different. I think it's a different kind of look for a Star Wars film for sure, but. I think it's gorgeous, and it's, I mean, if it's certainly epic, you know, to see these tiny figures. I mean, it... it yep, big white shots. Yeah, yeah. epic, beautiful. Um, uh, let's go back just a second, because Luke says, oh, it's so much bigger. Luke says it's so much bigger, and that is a really interesting line when we're thinking about, like, the final line in the trailer. Um, good, evil, balance. Good, evil, balance. Um, is it, like, the the, n the single focused, or sort of, if, if the Jedi Order was, like, too narrowly focused... Is he sort of saying, no, 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 we have to look at things in a, in a way that's bigger? Is it just him telling her, like... Well, wouldn't that... That's what the dark... The Sith are saying. Oh, the Emperor's like, it's a lot... If you can do a lot more, Anakin, mm -hmm. listen mm -hmm. to these Jedi, you're being held back. Mm -hmm. That's true. I mean, you know. Yep. But then there's also the possibility that he's just training mm -hmm. her and saying, when you tap into the force it's so much bigger you know something so much bigger because right. now you're using the then force. moving shards and pebbles yeah exactly yeah. right or nor just not using the force just like the life that you live before you learn how yeah. to harness the force now your life is so much bigger it yeah. could be something like that too you're not dustin crop's kid yeah i mean that's the thing with the trailer is like once the movie comes out you look at certain lines that seem to have such weight and importance in the trailer and then you find out uh, actually the people who cut these things together are just really good at taking of course certain lines and making you gotta it take it with a yeah, it, 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 it's, it's it's meant to get you this. this yes, what's going on right now? Right, <laughs> it's, it's it's exactly yeah, and it's its own it's its own story really. I mean, it's supposed to be yeah. telling the story of the story, but really it's it's telling the story of how do I make you interested in the movie more than it's telling the story of the movie. Yes, but we want to know what's going on, so we're gonna we're gonna follow it. This Christmas. This Christmas. That's goosebumps for me. I love the whole Christmas thing for Star Wars. Here we see this is a new planet. Um, this is a new planet called Crate, which was uh, revealed by Anthony Bresnikin in Entertainment Weekly the other day. Um, somebody told us, uh, our friends from the Nerf Council told us the other night when we were out playing Trivial Pursuit, but uh, um, I think that's when they told me. But Because uh, I'm so busy at Star Wars Celebration that I'm not even seeing this, this stuff. Like I would be you know, reading that information as soon as it hit otherwise. But anyway, uh, the planet's called Crate, Crate, I believe. Yep. Looks like they have... Um, Red it dust, clay. It's yeah, exactly. It's would be most relatable on Earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it seems like these are. I don't know that they're B wings. They are shaped like B wings, very similar, but they look really like if you look at them up close, they've got. They I don't got know. the. They got the. Yeah, the, like, almost like the pilot thing on the left, but. But they look like open. They don't look like a total like a f like a enclosed structure yeah. all the way through. It's right. like you can see the frame of the ship, kind of. Um, so I'll be interested to see those kind of more up close. But and are these are these um, you know resistance? Uh, you don't know that either. Well, I think they have to be because in, in the in the distance we're oh. going to see what appear to be I mean imperial okay. walkers or ATATs or of some kind. Um, but I think they have something like dragging there. Yep, they've yeah. got something planted down to pull that sand up for whatever reason. I guess this is a mining planet crate, and it's way out. And it's it's way out. Uh, this is from Ryan Johnson interview in uh, Entertainment Weekly. A mining planet, and it's way out. Like it's not Japan, even. I, I think he said it's not even on the map. Um, so it's like way out in the outer rim, or maybe past the outer rim. They they, they just keep on pushing the outer rim. Well, oh I yeah, think past the Rishi Mays. Oh, Tatooine's <laughs> out there. Hoth, it's out there. <laughs> Rishi Mays. Nothing happens in the. Uh, <laughs> well, no, but Snoke. I think Snoke is uh, the story with Snoke is that he's supposedly from the um, from the the what is it called the outer. 
uh, the unknown regions or something like that. So there is like charted space, and there is there there well that's the, the, this whole thing. There's no, there's this area beyond chartered chartered space, and that's where uh, oh, Snoke okay. is from, and apparently was waiting in the wings out there. Um, of course, that fits nicely into the. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. <laughs> I think it's interesting. All right. Mm, so, anyways, yeah. whatever. But th- it's it's not right next to Coruscant. We'll put it that way. Okay. It's kind of out. Who knows where? But I think it's cool. You know, to learn it's just cool a visual. tiny bit. Uh, visually, it's very cool. But also just to get a tiny bit about you sure. know, uh, where we are. All right, Finn. I'm assuming this is some kind of medical pod, of medical bay of some kind, because um, mm-hmm. he looks like he's probably in a coma of some kind still. Any reflections? No, I don't see anything yeah. too interesting in the reflections here. Poe Dameron's running towards his X-Wing. Um, X-Wing, and it Looks gets... Looks like an A-Wing over there. Yep, I think so. An X-Wing and an A-Wing, and then it's going to get blown. And that's not cool. Nope, There's not cool. There's a Y-Wing. Oh, no, that wasn't. There was that was a TIE fighter, but the Millennium Falcon swoops in and uh, and destroys that, so we get some nice action oh. shots of the Falcon. I'm going to think Chewbacca's piloting, or Chewbacca and Ray are piloting, maybe. Yeah. Or um, Poe? Well, or Poe, but you know the the Falcon's on Octo when the movie starts, and right. we see Poe with his X-wing. Yeah, well, it got blown up. Well, okay, but we see Poe with his X-wing. In in my thing is like Chewbacca, Luke, Ray, R two are on Octo. Yes, they're in the Falcon on Octo, sure. and now there's Tie Fighters flying and being you mm-hmm. know in a dogfight with the Falcon. So did Tie Fighters come to Octo, or did they go did they leave Octo? Right. I, w- I would think they would at some point leave Octo, but yeah, probably. But anyway. We'll be curious to find out. There's the th- this is the shot I was talking about where it seems like pretty bluish, you know, like the hues are pretty blue, and that could be from the lightsaber, you know, especially when it gets close to her face. Um, if we can go back a little bit, I don't know if we can scrub that way, but um, when it gets closer to her face, it's very blue on her face. But I feel like it's also blue, blue skies and all that kind of stuff. Here we see Kylo Ren. You can see the scar on his face. He looks angry. He's got that <laughs> same. He's got that same lightsaber. Um, Unstable lightsaber. There's all this talk about will Kylo be redeemed in this trilogy? Will Kylo be redeemed in Episode Eight? Will Kylo ultimately be the hero of this trilogy? I find that highly suspect. I don't think so. Not the way he treated his father. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a character in conflict, so I think there's a possibility that he ends up. Uh, he ends up sacrificing like himself. His grandfather's fate. Yeah, and something closer to that. Maybe. All right, here uh, we see. I do think a flashback. Um, it's almost like the same scene from the, f- the flashback of from Force the flashback in the Force Awakens, or the or the almost well like the, the Force the Vision, the Force Vision. But I think we're meant to. I, I interpret that all stuff all being from the past, so like a flashback almost. But she wasn't there. But well, she could have been there, but probably wasn't there. Stores doesn't do flashbacks. The saga. Well, they I do, think they that do Force n- Visions. But we don't have force <laughs> visions. We don't have force visions of the past in the other s- movies. Or give them the few. Yeah, they don't actually show them. Either way. Yeah, I just I think that the so we're gonna get some we're gonna get some different storytelling devices yes. going forward. I think, and I, that's all right with me personally. But what gives it away is the way that the the embers kind of move around on the screen. There, it's like, oh yeah, I remember seeing that before. Mm-hmm. The wind blowing those embers around. But we got to go back to that a little bit for a second because. Um, I only know one truth. I only know one. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that, and that's Luke Skywalker. I only know one truth. Yep, that's and Luke Skywalker. And here he'll complete that line. This character seems to fall on their knees, defeated. That's Luke. Right. That's okay. But 
after seeing that, yeah. So we have to assume that is the destruction of from Kylo and from Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren. Knights of Ren destroying that temple, um, wherever it was. I would think that's him returning. If they're smart, they did it when he was gone somewhere. You know, I don't know where he was, but you know, because you don't want to try to. Hey, You're Luke Skywalker's the Luke. last Jedi. Exactly. <laughs> you do it when he's taking a nap or whatever, right? So there, that's the that's the temple burning. Um, I think that's the temple burning, and uh, yeah, you know, you got Luke and uh, and R two there, and Luke falls to his knees, and I think this, I think we are seeing when he falls to his knees right there. I think like we're seeing and what brought him to Octo, what brought him, what took him away from everything right. else, and brought and him to Octo. Clarified, that's not the temple that is referring to the first temple. Yeah, no, I that's think this would be the temple, the temple he Luke made. Yeah. Like yeah. And actually, it'd be really interesting to look at the do- design of it when we can see it a little better and ask ourselves, like, does the visual design of the building display any faults of, like, if we're gonna if we're gonna feel like Luke, I don't know though, because it's you know we have to ask ourselves, did this happen because of 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 some mistake that Luke made with Kylo or with the way he was training or with the way he was trying to restart the Jedi Order? Is that what led to this happening, or is it just? you know, Snoke manipulating Kylo Ren. Because we were talking about, like, the Jedi in the prequel era and how there's, like, you know, they made mistakes. There were things that they were doing. I would not think that Luke Skywalker would carry on the Jedi Order the way that they had carried on the Jedi Order because he didn't do it in the end of Return of the Jedi. You know, I think he's already proven that he's in, he's more of a free-spirited... Free-spirited makes him sound like like he skips down the street and clicks his heels well, together. But like I mean, like Qui-Gon, like... Yes. We're going to do things different. Like Qui-Gon. Yes. Yes. Like he's an individual thinker. Um, so I don't know. But I was just thinking like, you know, it's a weird looking building. It's like it almost looks like a Capitol building or something. And that yes. makes me think of like arrogance to a certain extent or something like that. Shh, that's okay. But it's, I mean, yeah. who knows? Because yeah, we're yeah. barely seeing it, right? Well, how do they do this big, though? That's a big There's a lot of like, yeah, there's a lot of destruction here though. But they didn't cut all this stuff down with lightsabers. So did they fly in with... Right, did ships they have of an, some kind? Did they have a first a, order a plan that's ready to go? Yeah, first right. order ship. Like right, right, right. There was always a plan or a plot like already taken, and it wasn't just you know five or six. Yeah, you know, Jedi's are like, all right, let's. Well, and this might be something I'm supposed to know already, but um, I don't know if Kylo Ren was still a student with Luke when he did this. Like, he got up in the morning and ate his porridge at the <laughs> Jedi Academy and went through his day's training regime, and then. When Luke went to sleep for the night, that's when he launched his attack, right. or had or he, he already, already left? Like, screw this, I'm out. He already mm-hmm. left, and he was with the First Order, and then they flew in in TIE Fighters and did this. I'm not sure. We'll find out, I hope. Thing. All right, so um, there's only one truth. Is that what he said? Let's go back a little bit. I only know one truth. And that's definitely Luke speaking. I only know one truth. It's time for the Jedi to end. Right, um, but again, you c- I don't know if you can believe that those two phrases are actually in the movie back-to-back. That's an excellent point, yes. Um, no, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. That that uh, it seems like one... And actually, let's listen to it again, because here he sounds so echoey. You know what I mean? There's a lot of reverb or echo on the voice, and it makes sense. He's standing at the edge of this cavern or cave, um, it seems like, on Acto, and so his voice is reverberating through those walls, and you can hear that effect on the voice, but if we go back a little further to when he says, I only know one truth, 
let's let's try to hear if we hear all that reverb and echo or not. It didn't sound too reverbery or echoey to me. Let's listen to the next line now. I think that the same effects are not being applied to I only know one truth that are being applied to it's time for the Jedi to end. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. I know. I mean, you you laugh because it's like, at the one on the one hand, we're being so like well, no, and I'll digging go, I'll go in back deep to the fact analyzing. that they they can they can make the trailer. You know what I mean? Like they can yeah. they can, you know, what I mean like they can they can do anything though. I mean, they it could have it could be all one line delivered in that cave, but because you only see the second part being delivered in the cave, they could take the reverb and echo off of the first part. You know what I mean? Right. Just so you don't. Yeah just to mess with you or it could be that they are piecing two different lines from two different parts of the movie together that the that the the kind of sound processing of the voice has already been done and you know they're not expecting people to really pay that close of attention or but to it's to meant for the trailer to be one line like a, a theme of line. yes yes i th yeah we are meant to hear that as i only know one truth it's time for the jedi order to end um so who knows we got to talk about this well Let's go back real quick before we do that. I just wanted to, to hear the battle. line in total. Yeah, well. we got to talk about a space <laughs> battle a little bit, right? Well, well just what the, I, you're a ship guy. You're a ship guy way more than I am, and mm. so you can talk about what you think about the ships you see in the like shot. Uh, look very similar to medical frigates or the frigates that um, the Alliance had mm -hmm. in Jedi, in Jedi, in Empire, even. Okay. Um, oh yeah, sure. But I mean, they they got new ships all the time. You got the Carillion cruiser that we haven't seen ever again. Um, mm -hmm. Well, we see the X wings obviously, but I think there's. Oh, I thought we saw an A wing in here too. Let's see. Tie fighters, the first order tie fighters, the black, um, mm -hmm. and uh, the w the gray or white uh, wings, which is cool. Let's see. Hold on. Oh man. Uh, I only see X wings and tie fighters so far. I could have sworn I saw an A wing in here the other day. Yeah. Let's just watch it one more time because I think there's an A wing in there. Well, we saw an A wing in the hangar. I mean, well, we thought so, right? The, the engines definitely look like. Yeah, I'm not seeing. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe. <coughs> it's time for the Jedi to end. And then we get this music, this big swell, and we get cool. the title. <laughs> yeah. It's heavy music. It's so good. It's great. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about that last line, though. It's time for the Jedi to end because, you know, when you saw me on Thursday, because I was up in front of you guys at the Star Wars show live stage, when you saw me Thursday, you came up to me and you were like, oh, my God, what about that line? What do you think about that line? You know, it was uh, you wanted to talk about it, and we didn't. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, you had some thoughts running through your mind, and I think you didn't necessarily love him hearing Luke Skywalker say that, did you? No, I was uh, shocked. It's shocking for me because it's, what was it? I was saying is that it's he was you know he's the last hope he's a new hope now you know he's our last hope with you know with all the other Jedi you know Obi Wan and Yoda mm -hmm. dying and then mm -hmm. it's like Luke was gonna carry it on obviously at the end of Jedi it's happy moments and everybody's laughing and cr mm -hmm. you know um, and you j after Jedi and you 
had that's been how many years since it ended and you're I'm imagining as a viewer and a fan of Luke is that oh what is he doing he's doing great things for the Jedi he's probably prospering and making the the galaxy like very pleasant <laughs> to be in no more repressions and um so and that's what the Jedi stand for mm-hmm. you know that's deep down you know what what drives them yeah right is a kind of moral center but yeah. then he c- he's now saying, "Well, the Jedi need to to end what <laughs> we, you know, what does everybody fought, what does everybody fought for to keep you alive for those twenty years, you know, to keep you hidden and safe, so you can come and redeem, you know, their faults before." Yeah, well, and I think that, uh, like, from the little reaction I have heard, because some of it you can't avoid, you know, like the little reaction I have heard, I feel like people are accepting that line, um, and are accepting it in terms of like. Even when the Force Awakens oh, ended, even when the Force Awakens ended, you know there was a lot of people who said like, "Look, Luke doesn't want to be a Luke doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want to be a Jedi anymore. He doesn't want to do this stuff." Right, it's like he went off and hid, and it's like, "Geez, okay." Yeah, he's done. And we need you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we need you. And I, I mean, I think like we don't want to have we want Luke's character to have some kind of development and growth in this movie and in this um, trilogy. And for me, I think like when she gets there. And Daisy even said in the panel the other day, like, sometimes when you meet your heroes, it's not what you expect about Luke Skywalker. Daisy, I mean, Ridley, <laughs> Ridley, Daisy, uh, Ray meeting Luke Skywalker. I think that when she finds him, he will be reluctant. And I think that that line, it's time for the Jedi to end, that could be among their first conversations. And for me, when right, I like hear... He, he, it's almost, he's like, okay, um, what are you doing here? I'm done with this. But then almost like where Ray's got to kind of show him the hope of, hold on. Yeah. Wait a minute. We hear because she ha- she knows all these. She knows Luke like we do, right? Yeah. I, as far as we know, like oh Luke, the led you know the legendary Luke, Squa- you know Skywalker, you know, right? Mm-hmm. She knows him. Oh yeah, she knows him. I thought he was a myth. Yeah, she exactly. knows Luke. So it's kind of that, like she's us, or right? At least me. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but I, I but I see now. Here's my thing though. I think that, and this is you know just based on kind of what I want my <laughs> where I want my hero to be with this whole thing, but I think. You take a guy like Luke Skywalker who has decided to restart the Jedi Order, train, we don't know how many, but train a number of new Jedi, and it blows up in his face, and because of him, in his mind, because of him, all of those people are dead. Because of him. Yeah, really. Kylo Ren came in with the Knights of Ren and slaughtered, I think, all of his pupils. Oh yeah, super super guilt. Right. Yeah, it's super guilt. It's and so here I, I, yeah, yeah. here I am. I ended the Sith, and I thought I should restart the Jedi Order, and it blew up on my face, and now I feel like, actually, I won my battle. I won my battle. I redeemed my father. We destroyed the Emperor. We destroyed the Empire. I won, (laughs) and it was wrong for me to want more. It was wrong, in the words of Anakin Skywalker. It was wrong for me to try to restart this. The story had ended. The Chosen One destroyed the Sith, Anakin Skywalker, and so I shouldn't have done this, and because I did... All those people are dead. So you're not going to get me involved again. My story's over. And I think that she will come to Octo and tell him, your story's not over. And he's not going to say, oh, is that right, Ray? Okay, never mind. I will totally, completely change the way I look at the world. I think it will take some poking and some prodding and some struggle. But I think that just because the words, it's time for the Jedi to end, leave Luke Skywalker's mouth, it's naive to think that is the only perspective he can have in the sequel trilogy. Even if he has that perspective at some point in the movie, that doesn't mean that's the only perspective he'll have. The driving, yeah. Yeah. The driving so f- force in his. So for me, I'm. Mission. Yeah, I'm really interested to see. 
if that's a place where Luke Skywalker is in this movie, does he stay there? Does he go somewhere else? What causes him to go somewhere else? You know? Um, and I think a lot of people well, are just his, like... his best buddy just got killed. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so that's like, okay, now I got it. You want to talk about Goosebumps... What about that's going to be addressed? I'm sure in the plot and in, in the dialogue with Luke Skywalker, like, what was his reaction to like knowing? Why do you have the Falcon? Is is on here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, there should be something. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like Luke well, would make you feel it too. Yeah, yeah you think he'd feel it, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to see that struggle and that journey in Luke, and I feel like painting Luke as a complex and uh, conflicted character in the Last Jedi and in the sequel trilogy is good. I feel like taking the heroic character who won that ultimate victory at the end of Return of the Jedi and and taking that away from him by ending his story as someone who believes the Jedi were a failure and that, you know, he should not continue to ch- that he should not pass that that on. I don't think that would be good. I think to see him conflicted is going to be interested, interesting. To see him become something besides the pure hero that he is in, in in Return of the Jedi to see him become something than that in his final kind of state you know what I mean that would be bad so I'm okay with the conflict and the struggle as long as it doesn't even have to be in episode 8 but as long as by the time episode 9 comes around you have Luke Skywalker who who is but is it's it's also interesting to to like maybe think that way like okay what has what is um what that's a that's a really shocking line from him. Like, what if he does believe that? What if that is carried on? Maybe he has a really good reason. He found something, or he knows something that this. I don't know. Like yeah. to imagine. I don't know what it is, but to imagine where what does he know? That's where he, Luke Skywalker is saying, "Well, the Jedi must end." It's like, well, maybe you know. Yeah, and it, who knows what he's uncovered there? Does he does he uncover something that teaches him? some flaw or some problem with the Jedi continuing where it's like he knows it needs to end. That could be, but I think that, <coughs> I think that, like I was talking about earlier, you know, with the prequel trilogy, you have people who look and say like, and and I look and say this too, and I think it makes sense that I think this is what George was trying to accomplish, but look at the Jedi and say they were flawed and that their arrogance and their, you know, attention to this strict dogma and, you know, their their idea that their way was the only way is what caused their downfall. I think that people have the tendency to look at that and then apply that to Luke Skywalker. And that's fine, but I don't... I mean, we kind of already... We've already seen that in the prequel trilogy, you know? And we've seen Luke's first, you know, the major arc of his story be told in his trilogy. This is going to be Ray's trilogy. But I like the idea of some complexity coming into things with Luke... But at the end of the day, I still want my Star Wars to be a story of heroes and villains, mm-hmm. good guys and bad guys. And I don't want the one of the I mean, the greatest hero, fictional hero in my life, Luke Skywalker. I don't want them to come back and make another trilogy of movies with him so that at the end of the day, he can say, oh, yeah, um, you know, there's no such really thing as good and bad. And, uh, you know, it's all gray. And I mean, I guess uh <laughs> I guess uh, moral complexity is really what you know what it's all about. I I don't think so. I think he can struggle with those things and then still decide. I'm gonna fight for my friends, you know, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight back. And I think that there will be something that happens in the Last Jedi, and if not the Last Jedi in Episode Nine, that will push him back over that edge. 
I think you're going to look at a character who's been struggling with this for years, but Ray will be Ray or some other tragic event or something that happens will snap him out of that and he will you know he will return to action. Right, instead of it seems like he's in deep uh, not remorse, but you know, he's he's in a rut. He's in a rut. He's in a rut and he's disconnected from yeah. the larger world. But he went to go find the last Jedi temple, so he maybe that is a first step of okay, I got to figure this out. Mhm. Yeah, and there's some nobility in that for sure, and uh, I think it's going to be really interesting, but I just I caution um, people not to jump to the conclusion that because you heard Luke Skywalker say that it's time for the Jedi Order to end, and because the movie is called The Last Jedi, that that means the Jedi Order is going to end. I think it means you have a character who's in a crisis, of identi- like an identity crisis about what that means and what the Jedi Order is and what it should be. But I would like to see, and, and so much of this is what I want it to be, you know, what I'd like it to be. But I would like to see, you know, Luke Skywalker walk away from this saying, we are going to create a better Jedi Order and we're going to learn from the mistakes of the past, but we're also not going to run away. Because to me, it's time for the Jedi to end is, it's too hard. And the last time I tried, all my friends died and it was my fault and it hurts too much to go through that. And he's had a lot of deaths around him since he found the Force. Yeah, all his 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 mentors dead, father dead. Mm-hmm. He finally got to know him, gone. Yeah, you know, and then now he's got another set to, fa- <laughs> yeah. to face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's seen a lot of sorrow. He has. Yeah, and so I think um, I don't know. I think that's something he'll struggle with, but I think I think he will come around. I think that something sure. will. Something will reawaken in him, uh, will cause it to reawaken in him, and he will, he will, um, he'll decide he needs to to be, you know, back in action and and back involved. And um, I hope that Ray is a crucial part of that. I love the idea of Luke Skywalker being the new hope, being the character who brought hope to others in the original trilogy. Um, I like the idea of him now being down on. You know, being down in a rut, as you say, and somebody coming and doing that for him the way he did that for others in the original trilogy. I like that as long as he is able to snap out of it eventually and become that character again. I think it would be very sad for Luke Skywalker's story (laughs) to not end with him being some version of that heroic, hopeful character. Mm -hmm. But let's have um, a, a great, you know, writer and director like Ryan Johnson play around with that complexity and 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 show us Luke at a different stage in his life and understanding of the force and then bring him back out of it. I love that. And I, I think that's what it's going to be, so I'm excited. But um but I feel like there are plenty of people who are are ready to say, yeah, no, the we saw it in the prequels, the Jedi were flawed and so we're going to move on. We're not going to have Jedi anymore. We'll have you know Medi or something like some different thing. We'll have a different name. I mean, of course, they would never call it that, but <laughs> it'll be a similar idea, but it'll have a different name. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think that we're going to see somebody. No, I don't think it's that. You've re- but the uh, line is really interesting and shocking. But it's it's and and the title is too. But I I like the idea that Luke Skywalker. Look, he is the last Jedi. He's been the last Jedi for twenty five years or whatever it is. He's <laughs> the last Jedi, but that can change. He can he can be the last Jedi for a real long time. And then not be the last Jedi anymore. You know? I like that. 
but I think yeah I think you know um, the the interpretation has been nope it's the last Jedi says it right there black and white he is the last Jedi why why can't he be the last Jedi now and become something else that's the thing that I think some of the knee-jerk reactions are missing yeah he said the Jedi order needs to end that's what he believed in that moment but that doesn't mean it has to be what he thinks forever you know and he might be the last Jedi right now Anakin well, Skywalker in Return of the Jedi was the Dark Lord of the Sith. He's not anymore. Yeah. Well, this is could be uh, the title, not as um, the Last Jedi. Is like almost like this is the story of the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. We're gonna see a lot of Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then, like a new chapter. Sure. The chapter opens up the Last Jedi. Luke Skywalker. Right. Yeah. If I you interpret that way. Right. And then, when Rey becomes a Jedi. Luke Skywalker won't really be the last Jedi anymore. Um, but he was, I mean, still kind of is. Like he could still, and, and and you know what? The thing is, too, that, um, look, man, Star Wars is a myth, right? It is a myth, and it's steeped in myth, and myth is a huge part of, uh, myth is a huge part of the, the sort of storytelling fabric of Star Wars. Um, I love it if you think about it almost as like as a fable or like a story that's passed on. The story of Luke Skywalker is the story of The Last Jedi. That's how people know it. That's how people refer to his story. Mm -hmm. His story is the story of The Last Jedi. Did you ever hear the story of The Last Jedi? Did you ever hear the story (laughs) of Plagueis the Wild? Have you ever heard? Great scene. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's something like that. It's almost like when you hear that phrase, you know what story you're talking about. When you hear The Last Jedi, you know what story you're talking about. Luke? Oh, I heard that. Not because it's a final truth, but because it's a myth that is worth telling. It's a a myth that's worth being passed on. The, na- the name Luke Skywalker is like, what? Yeah. 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 Um, I have been saying all weekend when people ask me, we f- how do you feel about the trailer? I've been saying all weekend, like, well, I feel like it didn't have a chewy we're home moment. You know, it didn't have that big shocking. It didn't have that, not even shocking. It didn't have that big goosebump inducing moment. But then, like, we've been talking about that line for the last 10 minutes, and I feel like that that is the moment. You know what I mean? That's definitely the moment. That's, That's yeah. the moment. Um, but for some reason, as much as I love this trailer, it's not, I, I guess it's just not as bombastic maybe as other trailers or something, but it feels a little understated, like not underwhelming. Cause I think it's amazing. I think it's the mood. It's a very dark, yeah. heavy mood. There's not any happiness in any of those shots. That's true. It's struggling, uh, space battles and you know, I'm Jedi needs to end. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. Come on, let's just talk about the rest of Star Wars Celebration. Because the last time we talked, we talked about day one. Okay? Since then, a few more days. We already talked about The Last Jedi, so we don't need to do that. The panel was cool. Loved it. Um, let's just uh, let's just talk about, like, day one was the worst day. And I think you could tell <laughs> in the uh, recording we did <laughs> about day one that um, we were a little down. And, yeah, day one was the worst day. But um, um, day two, day three, and day four, I think we're all improved. I had a lot of fun at Star Wars Celebration. It, uh, like we talked about on, on a recording about the first day, um, it was a different kind of celebration, you know. There was, in just in terms of crowds and stuff, you know. And um, Friday was a good day. We, g- we went to some good panels. Um, you remember highlights from Friday, with the wh- what our big stuff was on Friday? Um, show floor, for sure. Maybe mostly that. Uh, no, oh. yeah, Friday was the Mark Hamill's tribute to Mark Carrie Mark Hamill's tr- tribute to Carrie Fisher. was... Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was great. Uh, Mark Hamill's um, tribute to Carrie Fisher was great. And uh, 
uh, we watched the the live stream of that. Um, he was amazing as always, and uh, very classy and uh, touching tribute to Carrie Fisher. Um, show floor on Friday was good. Uh, check some stuff out. Um, we uh, we connected with uh, friends from uh, other podcasts. We connected with the guys from the Nerf Herder Council podcast. I think a little bit on Friday. And then uh, definitely Saturday tonight when we stayed up very late, especially me, uh, very late, um, playing Star Wars Trivial Pursuit with those guys over at uh, at the other hotel. So that was really fun. Um, Saturday was a crazy day in terms of trying to move around Star Wars Saturday Celebration. Saturday was like, you know. There were so stuck in the mud. many people. <laughs> um, I moved around the show floor for a little bit, first couple hours, and then... It was like shoulder to shoulder, and I just thought I'm I have to get off of the show floor because it's too much, it's yeah, too intense. It's it crazy. It was yeah, a lot of people. But yeah, but we went to the behind the scenes of the Cantina panel on Saturday. Yeah, a that great panel. That panel was great. Saw some footage that you don't ever see. Yeah, B-roll footage from the Cantina you never see. Learn about uh, actors, um, characters. Uh, learn about the set, just the set itself of the Cantina. Mm-hmm. Um, the the crew the special effects and uh, car- you know um, costume and um, alien design creature design creature design yeah. that stuff was great so yeah that's the stuff the little stuff mm-hmm. like the you know that's the stuff you know it's that's good to see yeah definitely and I mean some yeah well I think in years past they've there've been you know quite a few of those like I almost call it like you would you could call it like film school type panels at celebration right they always sprinkle those so they sprinkle like two, one or two in each. I think celebration. There's been like something that mm-hmm. you definitely learned something about one of the films that you didn't know, and it was really cool to see. And yeah. Hear. Today, um, today I went to a panel with uh, with our our friend Dan here, BCD, not to be confused with the other Dan, uh, Blockhead Runner Dan there. But um, we went to um, a making of a Star Wars fan film panel, and. Uh, I will uh, maybe link to that in the show notes, but I'd like to do more with that project uh, going forward if I can um, in terms of covering that on the Blockade Runner. I don't think too many people know about this. I looked at the YouTube video today, and it had not a lot of views. Um, I mean, it had, it had some views, but not. it's certainly not like a sensation in the Star Wars community, and I feel like maybe it should be because these kids, they were uh, freshmen in high school when they started, um, did a Super 8, not quite shot by shot, but pretty close to like shot by shot remake of a new hope yeah i wish i'd sorry to interrupt but i need to see that it's really cool and it's like there is stuff that they did they recreated the 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 jaric table with like holographic chess pieces made out of cardboard everything's made out of cardboard which gives it this really charming cool kind of feel to it how did they do i it's i mean they talked about how they did it and it's probably not that complex but there's something really charming and uh, heartwarming about it and the idea. I mean, now I feel like uh, kids could use digital, you know, filmmaking software to do a lot of this stuff, and it wouldn't be. It wouldn't take as much ingenuity. I mean, there is a skill there for sure, lots of skill, and I think kids should be exploring, you know, digital filmmaking tools and that stuff is cool. But there's there's just something about the idea that, you know, to create laser blasts on screen, they took a paper clip and s- you know scratched each frame of the film to create the laser blasts. Yeah, great. This stuff is cool. There's a lot of cool things. So anyway, that panel was was awesome, and um, you know, I had I had some good experiences like that, like just coming across stuff I, w- I wouldn't have expected at, at Celebration. 
that was cool. You waited in line three hours for uh, gear from the Star Wars store, <laughs> the Star Wars Celebration store. Yes, and I succeeded. You did succeed. On day four. You did succeed on day four. You got the I oven mitt, which went is Went in awesome. there wanting oven mitts. <laughs> I told <laughs> the guy letting me in. He's like, oh, these are all the things that are sold out. I'm like, that's great. I need oven mitts, and <laughs> it looks like they're available. And he's yeah. like, he just looked at me like, what? <laughs> What's wrong with you, dude? And there was a lot of people in line, the guys in front of me and back of me. I was just like, yeah, I just need some oven mitts. And they're just like, what? I hope I get the shirt. <laughs> I'm like, cool, but oven mitts. <laughs> yeah, and you got the Panda Baba. Panda Baba. Panda Baba oven mitts. Panda Baba oven mitt. That was cool. Um, and you got some T-shirts, and you got some cool stuff. I got everything sure. that I, when I, I um, looked at the store, before I got there, like even before I got into Orlando, and I checked them on my list, like I want these, and they so happened to be like I got the last size in like two shirts that I wanted, and I was like, awesome. Yeah. So I'm happy. I was happy. It's a good day. I missed the the eight millimeters fan film, but hopefully I'll get to check it out on YouTube. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that was that was cool. Um, big thing for me. Um, you know, I probably talked about it a little bit on the day one discussion. It's been a little while since I've uh, edited that or listened to it or whatever. Remember what I talked about. But um, the Star Wars uh, show live stage was a lifesaver all four days of the panel for me, I think. Um, it was it was really great to know that, like, oh, man, I'm not getting into something I want to. But I always have the opportunity to go over to that stage. And I might have to be kind of far back. And, you know, I might not be able to hear super well. But, like, I can I Look I through can a TIE fighter that. that's... Look through a TIE fighter that's placed <laughs> in the middle, but I th I think that was cool. I th it it created a smaller s you know kind of viewing area, but it it made it, it kind of a cool little you know nook to go watch. Uh, they watch but it was cool because yeah they they didn't tell you who's going to be out there, and they had what Harrison Ford and George Lucas came out. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's a new. I almost don't want to tell people because I want it to be well that everybody knows. I mean people are figuring it out. We're not the only ones, but. Uh, that's like a new must must do at at celebration. You know, we were talking this morning or the this afternoon, yeah. going to that live show stage. They it had it at s the last one. There was like a cantina set up. There was. I was, like, I was like, I don't know if anybody. It, it wasn't went placed. To that. It wa it wasn't placed as well for a large audience to view. Yeah, I think it was all on one level. It wasn't a stage, right? It wasn't on a stage. It was one level. It was, it was shorter, smaller. Stage. They didn't have. They didn't have a, a big screen for everybody yeah. to see what was going on and they didn't show the panels right which was awesome that they did yeah that was a killer thing that they did that it was amazing um it was one it was thing great. they did good yeah <laughs> one well one organization wise right like or like yeah and i feel like that's like almost because th i feel like that is the the lucas or not the lucas but the yeah well the lucas film the star wars web team that's like i feel like pretty separate from celebration i mean i'm I mean, I'm sure Celebration was involved in planning that, but at the same time, I think it's kind of like, hey, we do Star Wars Show Live. We want to bring Star Wars Show Live to Star Wars Celebration. We want to, like, be able to broadcast Celebration, and then this is the space we need to do it in. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I don't know. I'm, you know. I'm not able to know exactly how the planning went, but I guess my point is, like, when we couldn't get into the building Thursday morning without a huge hassle, mm -hmm. I feel like that was read pop. And when I was able to watch this Star Wars show live thing and it went off without a hitch and it was really cool and amazing, I feel like that was Lucasfilm. That wasn't Reed Pop. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's kind of like almost two different entities probably that, that were involved in the planning of that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, it was great. It was, uh, it was awesome. And, yeah, if I guess the, the point I was trying to make a few minutes ago, had I been there Thursday morning at 10 o'clock, George Lucas would have walked out on a stage 20 feet away from me. Mm -hmm. And 
well, 11.30 or 12 or whenever it was, but you know what I'm saying. Like, if you had gotten there early and made it a priority, you could have been close to almost anybody who was at Celebration. In fact, if you wanted to see Forrest Whitaker and Jen Urso, uh, Jen Urso, uh, Forrest Whitaker and Felicity Jones, that was the only place to see him, you know? They didn't do a panel on any stages. So um, there's something great about that. That's an exciting thing. Um, one more thing I want to mention, too, um, about Celebration kind of in general um, or the overall experience we had at the show. I met uh, more people at this Celebration and spent time hanging out with more people at this Celebration than I have um, at uh, it, it probably any other one. We met Tony. We probably talked about Tony on day one. We <laughs> met Tony in line. We had some fun talking to Tony. But I met a bunch of other people in lines, too, that uh, that I really enjoyed speaking with for, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes at a time, whatever it may be. Would see them throughout the show, like, later on, crossing the street. You know, we saw some people that we had, oh, yeah, we had chatted with. And, and then there were, um, I, I think, this celebration, more than any other celebration, I am aware of other um, fans who are active on social media and active like doing podcasting um so i was able to like we all spend a bunch of time with uh john and aj from the nerf herder council mm -hmm. and uh you know john's wife and um you know that was a lot of fun uh they had made friends with some people like alan you know from where was he from north hampshire or something like that uh alan who mm -hmm. uh he was cool yeah. <laughs> i liked alan he was yeah. awesome we almost went to dinner with him tonight but we we had other stuff going on i, I had some family stuff but uh but no, I mean, that was cool. Um, I got to uh, meet some of my favorite, uh, well, I met one of my favorite, a couple of my favorite podcasters besides those Nerf Herder guys. I met uh, um, the guys from Blast Points, which is a show I love. I got to meet uh, Steel Saunders from Steel Wars, a show I really love. I went to a live show, a live podcast on the podcast stage, which was um, the Star Wars Report. And, um, you know, those guys did a great job hosting that show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, but then uh, I met Justin Bolger, who's who's on the Star Wars uh, web team and was a Star Wars podcaster himself before. So that was really cool. I was able to congratulate him on, on getting the job, and, and uh, he was nice enough to take a picture with me and stuff, so that was fun. And um, big thing for me, one of the best experiences I had the whole time, you decided to go home and go to bed, but uh, I hung out on Saturday night with a couple of uh, key mm -hmm. members of the uh, Hasbro Star Wars team, including Mark Prudreau, who's um, a guy who's been there since the very beginning, you know, designed toys like the Millennium Falcon and uh, is still at uh, Hasbro. And this is like Star Wars. I mean, I, I view it as like Star Wars royalty. You know, we went to the Hasbro. I went to the Hasbro panel and his colleagues were up there on the stage. Like one of his colleagues was almost in tears talking about like the impact he had that this guy had on his life. And um, the 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 uh, the team from Hasbro that we hung out with uh, for a while at the at the hotel uh, Saturday night were just unbelievably kind and uh, generous with you know answering questions and hanging out. I mean we, we we sat and talked for probably an hour and a half and just had a really really good conversation and uh, across the board everybody that I met and and uh, talked to was just really generous and welcoming and kind and um, it was. It was a great experience. I didn't get into panels. Who cares? Because I had, I mean, I care a lot. It sucked. But, <laughs> I mean, well. I had a great, great experience at Star Wars Celebration anyway because of the people. And that's not even, you know, to mention, like, hanging out with you and BCD and Joel, um, which is, you know, the real reason I come to Celebration. And we've been doing that together for 20 years now. So, um, 99, 18 years, right? Wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, you know what? If hope we stop we and think about that. Hope we get some other guys next time. Yeah, well, we can get more of the original Origin. Celebration crew. Yeah. Uh, let's stop and think about that for a second, though. We've been going to Star Wars Celebrations for 18 years. We were mm-hmm. 17 years old when we went to the first one. At least I was. Mm, yeah. It's been, I was not even alive as many years, <laughs> like, when I went to the first wow. Celebration as it's been since. That's so over half our lives, we've been going to Celebration. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. We're going to die soon, but it's cool, like, <laughs> that, you know. <laughs> um, no, so. Well, they've all been fun. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one, I feel like, in a lot of ways, this one's not going to top Anaheim for me. Um, Anaheim in 2015 was great. Right. That was that was a really good one. I think we decided nothing's ever going to top Denver. Nope. Denver was awesome. Uh, Denver was awesome. The crowds weren't as big. It was <laughs> really badly organized, though. We can say <laughs> that. But it was <laughs> still great. You can say that about almost all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, you can. and Or you can also be a little more generous and say it's an r- extremely difficult thing to wrangle 60,000 people yep. into a building and yep. something's always going to go wrong and you have to expect that. But I yes. think w- I think we we had to focus on that aspect of things on our day one wrap-up because there wasn't a lot of good things to say about day one. Yeah. Besides the amazing panel that they put together that we didn't go to, but you know what I'm saying. Um, we, were, we were talking ourselves down off the ledge. and uh, But since then, it's been all uphill. Downhill? Uphill? Not uphill. Downhill. It's been yeah, all improving. It's, it's gone. Up. Yeah. Our experience has improved. It's mm-hmm. gone up. Um, things have been better. So, um, Star Wars Celebration uh, would recommend. Would attend again. It's awesome. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yes, know? make it if you can. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, all right. Well, we uh, we talked about our general experiences here with Star Wars Celebration. We've got some trailer breakdown footage. I think we're or discussion. I think I'll put that into this episode as well as release it on YouTube as a standalone thing. But um, Chris, uh, you'll be back on the Blockade Runner podcast soon. Unfortunately, I have to hop on an airplane in about six hours. So, Ugh. well, I won't be on the airplane in six hours, but I got to leave the hotel room in six hours. So, <laughs> we should probably stop podcasting <laughs> and uh, get to Trivial Pursuit. No. <laughs> yeah, and accept the reality that uh, Star Wars Celebration Orlando 2017 is now behind us, but it was cool. A lot of fun. All right.